0: You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on
1: KPAL965.com.
2: Fox News Commentary. When the mob comes for the wrong person. More next. You're more focused than ever on keeping your employees and customers safe. Centos has the products and services you need to feel prepared. Our Centos technicians can apply our disinfectant and sanitizer spray throughout your facility. Our ultra-clean service for restrooms uses a sanitizer effective against certain germs, bacteria, and viruses. And we'll help you stay well-stocked with hand sanitizer, face masks, and essential PPE. Visit Centos.com and get ready for the workday.
1: Earlier this month, a video went viral on social media. It depicted a middle-aged man apparently bullying or even assaulting a child in a confrontation related to the death of George Floyd. The online mob immediately activated, seeking to find the man and punish him. They identified their culprit, Peter Weinberg of Maryland, except Mr. Weinberg wasn't the guilty party. In initial appeals for help, police made an error and identified the wrong date on which this event occurred. Internet sleuths then used that wrong information to finger the wrong guy, who was then inundated with threats and abuse. Days later, when this was finally all cleared up, the corrections to the record, including from a woman who had posted Weinberg's home address on the internet, attracted a tiny fraction of the attention that the original firestorm had generated. Mob justice is frequently unjust. That's especially true when they select the wrong target. What happens to the falsely accused? Where does Peter Weinberg get his life back? That's your Fox News commentary of the Rush Limbaugh Show in a
3: News Talk ninety six five K P E. Brobridge,
4: Lafayette. She wants them behind bars. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what Rayshard Brooks' widow is demanding for the officers involved in her husband's death. Tamika Miller telling CBS News.
5: I want them to go to jail. I want them to deal with the same thing as if it was... My husband, who killed
4: someone else. Video shows Brooks resisted arrest Friday night, then grabbed an officer's taser in Atlanta and ran, and then got shot in the back. The medical examiner has indeed ruled this case a homicide. Fox's Jonathan Sari in Atlanta. Officer Garrett Rolfe has been terminated. He was terminated immediately, and fellow officer Devin Bronson placed on administrative duty. The district attorney says he expects to make a decision by midweek on whether to pursue charges against the police. An American accused of being a spy in Russia was convicted today, got 16 years in prison, and Paul Whelan shouted in court. I'm innocent of of
1: any charge resulting from political
4: kidnapping. He claims he was set up. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo just put out a statement calling it an outrage, demanding Whelan's release. A dozen states are lifting more corona restrictions today, even as new virus cases and hospitalizations have risen back up in nearly two dozen states. Fox's Evan Brown is live in one of them, Florida.
6: Yeah, Uh, Dave, yeah, for two straight days over the weekend, Florida reported more than 2000 new daily coronavirus positive test results statewide. Now, this surge comes as much of the state has been under at least a phase one reopening for a couple of weeks. Texas health officials are reporting a surge in the number of hospitalizations. Arizona is also seeing a surge and reports their hospitals are at 84 percent capacity, which could trigger another pause in elective surgeries. North Carolina reports a record high rolling average of new cases, and that's prompting state officials there to suggest they not reopen further for now. Dave.
4: And evidence stock sell-off looms on virus worry. America's listening to Fox News.
7: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why
4: A part of Seattle remains off-limits to police in a zone set up by protesters. Supporters call it a festival-like atmosphere. Critics call them anti-cop anarchists.
8: Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best says the group has changed its name, but the concerns remain the same. Six blocks of the city are blocked off. There are a lot of folks there, a lot of differing objectives and agendas. Best on CBS's Face the Nation says finding a leader of the group is difficult. Many of our city officials and others are trying to establish some sort of communication with someone who can um, give us some direction about what the intent is. President Trump has demanded Seattle Leaders take back their city. But Mayor Jenny Durkin says she supports the protesters' First Amendment rights, calling them patriots. Rob Dawson. Fox News.
4: President Trump turned 74 on Sunday and he got a big gift, a record day of online fundraising for his 2020 re-election bid. The Republican National Committee and Trump campaign took in $14 million. On Saturday the president will hold his first rally since March in Tulsa. Even as Oklahoma deals with a rise in corona cases the campaign says demand is through the roof. They say online quote, just past 800,000 tickets biggest data hall and rally sign up of all time by 10
0: Saturday is going to be amazing. However, the campaign is telling supporters that they'll have to sign a waiver
6: to make sure that even though that they're going to an event like this, they realize it's possible that they could be exposed to coronavirus.
4: Fox's Mark Merritt, that rally was initially set for Friday, but it was moved at for criticism.
6: It would, it would coincide with what's called Juneteenth. June 19th or Juneteenth is a day black Americans celebrate the ending of slavery. Tulsa was the site of one of the worst massacres of blacks in American history in 1921. That's Fox's
4: General Scott. The president just tweeted he's done more in less than four years than Joe Biden in more than 40, including for Black America. The presumed Democratic nominees accused the president of trying to divide people. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.
3: Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
0: I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Two men were shot yesterday in New Iberia, and now investigators are asking for your help. It happened yesterday in the 500 block of Johnston Street in New Iberia. I want to repeat, Johnston Street, but in New Iberia. One of the victims has died. The other remains in the hospital this morning. If you have any information about what happened, or maybe you saw something out of the ordinary, call Iberia Crime Stoppers at 364-TIPS. Still a lot of unanswered questions about a weekend shooting in downtown Lafayette. Five people were injured, four others sent to a local hospital after the incident. A statement from Lafayette Police says the shooting happened around 2 a.m. on Sunday morning in the 400 block of Jefferson Street. Three people were wounded in the upper torso, two additional people, wounds in their lower torso. One person who was injured and assessed refused additional medical attention. No arrests have been made and the shooting remains under investigation. Police at this point looking at nearby surveillance video. The lights are back on in Opelousas this morning after a four-hour citywide shutdown overnight. Clico made the announcement yesterday that work needed to be performed on a major transmission line. Power was off citywide between midnight and 4 a.m. this morning. The decision was made to do the work overnight to limit the inconvenience on customers. In other news this morning, a Russian court is sentencing an American to 16 years in prison for espionage. The verdict and sentence came down today in a Moscow court. Paul Whelan has been in custody there since 2018 when he was arrested at his hotel. Prosecutors said the former U.S. Marine had been giving a USB drive with classified information on it. Whelan maintained throughout the trial that he was framed. It's not the takeover of several city blocks and establishment of an autonomous zone like Seattle, but activists protesting police brutality and racism have set up camp outside the Bridgeport, Connecticut Police Department. Several tents were set up last night and demonstrators plan to remain there until the city meets their demands. Those demands include defunding the police department, firing police chief A.J. Perez and all officers who have used excessive force. One of the protesters is the sister of Jason Negron, who was shot by city police in 2017. With rumors circulating that demonstrators in Nashville plan to create their own autonomous zone, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee issued a statement warning lawlessness, autonomous zones, and violence will not be tolerated in Tennessee. Police reform activists were still seen near the state capitol building as late as last week. In Seattle, demonstrators continue holding a six block area after police withdrew last week. At least seven Minneapolis police officers are quitting their jobs in the wake of the civil unrest over George Floyd's death. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reports that morale is so low, officers feel misunderstood at this time. They say they're being squeezed by all sides. A number of officers were injured during some of the protests that came after Floyd died while in police custody on Memorial Day. City spokesman Casper Hill says another seven officers are in the process of leaving. Others were talked out of resigning. The number of illegal immigrants sent out of the country is on the rise. U.S. immigration officials say in May, over 20,000 illegal immigrants were expelled. On Friday, a Customs and Border Patrol statement said 23,000 illegal entries happened in May, 20,000 of whom were removed from the country. The rapid expulsion is part of coronavirus emergency conditions directed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The report says that since the CDC order was established in late March, There have been almost 43,000 illegal immigrant expulsions
9: forecast is looking pretty status quo across Acadiana here for this week. It's starting to get into the middle of summertime now. Dog days of summer are right around the corner and forecast is starting to act accordingly. It's starting to slow down just a little bit. We'll see those highs sitting in the lower 90s basically through the remainder of the week. We're up to about 92 degrees today. Heat index is going to be running just a little bit warmer than that. going to be hot and humid A 10% chance for a quick passing shower later this afternoon. Nothing that's going to be lasting too long though. Your overnight lows get down in the low to mid-70s. Does stay warm and sticky overnight tonight, and then basically going to do it over again here for the next couple of days. Winds today going to be from the east-northeast at about 5 miles an hour. Eventually, we'll see southerly winds by the end of the work week. Temperatures, for the most part, going to be sitting in the low 90s here for the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL.
0: And our weather update is brought to you by Service Chevrolet Cadillac, where they're committed to helping you any way they can during this COVID-19 in response at this time Service Chevrolet Cadillac is open adequately staffed to assist you with all your car needs. You can visit them at servicegm.com to stay up to date with the hours of operation and a reminder that all departments are enforcing strict cleaning, hand washing, social distancing policies, but one thing that has not changed is their selection of cars. I tried out the brand-new Cadillac XT5. Oh, my goodness, it's beautiful, and there's one there for you. Hey, don't forget to look at Rob's Card of the Week and Rob's Rob's Ride of the Week as we'll be bringing you pre-owned vehicles each and every week that are available for you if that's what you're looking for in your next vehicle. Something for you, something for everyone, price that you want, color you want, the features you want. It's all there, and you can find out more at ServiceGM.com. KPL right now traffic and uh, we're looking at one issue right now on I10 mile marker 99 that's in the Scott area on the eastbound side there is a stalled vehicle not too much of to a backup but something to be aware of other than that all the roads are clear in Acadiana stay cool oh. made no secret of the fact of how proud i am to live in such a loving community that during this really hard time you know folks have Mm -hmm. really stepped up to really wrap their arms around other people and you know really just kind of give them that hand up okay it's a hard time right now for a lot of different people and and one of those guys who you know when you know his story and you realize the line of work he's in uh it's been a hard time for him too but gus resende has really gone out of his way to help other people he joins us on the phone And uh, first of all, good morning to you, Gus. It's good talking to you.
10: Good morning, guys. Happy
0: Monday. Look, it's another week, and you are looking to do some more good in the community. The Lost My Home fundraiser is really calling the community to help local families who are facing homelessness after the COVID-19 pandemic and in the response. Tell us about it. How did this come about?
10: Well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, We are, you know we are in the hospitality, food, and beverage industry. And as y'all can imagine, you know, our, our events uh, have all been canceled for the time being. And, um, you know, in most of our establishments, you know, uh, we've been doing the best we can to to to, to manage uh, the current situation. So we, you know, as, as fun as it sounds, we had a little bit of time in our hands with our staff. And we're like, what can we do to help while we wait to see the thing goes through? So basically what... What happened was that we've done a fundraiser to help musicians about three months ago. Then we followed up doing a a fundraiser to help service industry workers. And uh, going through some meetings and meeting with with Kim from Catholic Charities and actually understanding better the homeless situation in Lafayette. Uh, It's not your old, you know, what you always hear about, uh, the, the homeless situation is, is a completely new situation happening in our, in our, you know, literally in our city where families that probably once in their life never thought they would experience homeless, it's happening due to COVID-19. So, you know, homeless is looking very different uh, today than it looked three months ago. There is almost a 200% increase in family homeless. There's a 62% increase. And in 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 men homeless, so it's it's a, it's a huge increase. We don't have enough beds. Salvation Army has left Lafayette. They're no longer they had they have I believe forty two beds. So we are we are facing a, a potential crisis, and obviously we need federal fund. Uh, we need we need state fund. This issue is much bigger than just a local issue. But the idea is to get the word out to explain to the community that. If you haven't experienced homeless, if you live in a neighborhood where you don't get to see this issue, this issue is becoming bigger, it's becoming more obvious to the to the public eye, and it's, it's affecting people that we know. So we need to step up and help each other out. So that's
0: what the fund's about. So, you know, no pressure, Gus, but in the first two <laughs> fundraisers, which you kind of alluded to, the Lost My Gig Fund is, is where it started, and Lost My Tip Funds was supported the service industry. You raised almost a hundred thousand dollars between those two fundraisers. Yeah,
10: it's, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty—it's pretty unbelievable. Look, you know, we—yeah,
0: people just want to do something. They wanna they want to do something to help, and they don't know where to turn. And so that's sort of where you step in.
10: Yeah, well, I mean, there are many organizations in this town uh, that do big things. I mean, we—we are—we were just coming from a very humble side where we had enough staff, we had a little bit of resources, we know some really great people in this town, but it was a partner. We basically created a partnership and, and then everybody pitched in. So it was kind of this kind of unbelievable result. We never thought that we would be raising close to $50,000. And we never thought we we're gonna be mailing 200 checks, $300 checks for musicians. Uh, at that time, they had no idea what kind of support they were gonna get from federal and state. You know, as you can imagine musicians they're not going to be your traditional worker, W-2, going to work and paying, you know, that they, they obviously it's a different industry, so for them, they were still waiting to see how, what kind of support they were going to get. Fast forward a month, we did the same thing for for the service industry workers, the dishwashers, the cooks, the servers, the bartenders. They also didn't know, besides unemployment, a lot of them were questioning how is this industry going to look a few months from now. So. Somehow, you know, partnering it up with United Way, with a Center for the Arts, business owners stepped up. They start matching all the donations that we were making on social media. Next thing we know, we almost raised hundred thousand dollars <laughs> without without doing anything besides going to social media and asking the community for help. So it was insane, and now we are close to five thousand dollars for this fundraiser. We hope to raise at least twenty-five, but we're going for fifty. But we still got a long way to go.
0: Look, I uh, just clicked share over on our page. So if you are listening right now and you want to know how to donate, you can go to the KPL page and uh, look for the Lost My Home Fund. Gus, I, I think this is, I mean, I've been to your establishments, okay, and I enjoy them all. They also mm. have particularly good drinks. I'm just got to put it out there. <laughs> yep. and you know what, also, Gus Thank never. Never gives me a side eye when I ask for an Irish car bomb nowhere near St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Might just be a random day in July. And that's just what I want. But uh, but, but, Gus, this is uh, something that's as really long great. it's 7 in the morning. I'm yeah, good. 7 in the morning, Irish car bomb. There you go. Um, anyway, we're going to get it shared on our Facebook page. Thanks for taking the time today, Gus. And good luck. Thank I know you you're going hit, to uh, hit this one out of the park, too. Appreciate it. Thank you all so much. All right. Gus Resende from Social Entertainment. You can find out more uh, on the Catholic Charities website, Acadiana.org, or on the Social Entertainment website, which is SocialEntertainment.LA. Pretty cool stuff. Love to see people doing great things in this community. It's awesome. All right. Quick break here. We're going to be back with more Acadiana's Morning News after this.
3: Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5.
0: Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. Gas prices plummeted while the country endured its coronavirus shutdown. But recently, the prices have begun to rebound a bit. Troy Lundberg, the publisher of the Lundberg survey, says that prices have gone up 11 cents over the past two weeks and 23 cents over the last seven weeks to a national average of $2.16 per gallon. We're much lower than that here in Louisiana, but she doesn't necessarily expect that to last.
5: This pace of increase probably will not continue at this point unless we have an important change in the huge overhang of petroleum supply, both crude oil and gasoline.
0: The glut in supply is due to not as many people driving due to coronavirus shutdowns and OPEC only cutting back petroleum production for a short period of time. The market with the lowest price per gallon... Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at $1.59 on average per gallon. The highest Honolulu, Hawaii, at $3.11. Protesters in Seattle continue to occupy a few blocks surrounding a police precinct in the city making it a self-declared autonomous zone. Fox's Jonathan Hunt
4: reports from Seattle. Across the country and here in Seattle, a lot of people are asking how long can this go on? How long can local authorities allow these protesters to occupy what is essentially about a six block radius of a major city? Well, the police chief, Carmen Best, was on CBS's Face the Nation earlier today. She was asked that question directly. She said she simply doesn't know how long it will last. Listen here to Carmen
8: We're really trying to take a methodical, practical approach to reach a a resolution where everyone gets out of here uh, safely. And of
0: course, this is about the safety of residents and businesses. That was Fox's Jonathan Hunt reporting that protesters in the Seattle autonomous zone are calling for systematic changes in the wake of the death of George Floyd in police custody. The U.S. Senate passed a bill last week that seeks to address concerns about Confucius Institutes suppressing free speech on college campuses. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy co-sponsored that legislation, and he was on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. He explains why he believes it's necessary right now.
6: In 2004... Uh, The Communist Party of China went to over a hundred of our universities and said, we're going to give you a bunch of money if you'll let us open up what we call Confucius Institutes to teach your students the Chinese language. Um, The universities took the money and the Confucius Institutes became propaganda arms of the Communist Party of China.
0: Now, this bill requires Confucius Centers to protect academic freedom, on college campuses where they are located. Amusement parks around the United States are getting ready to welcome back visitors. Fox's
2: John Saucier has more. Just like everywhere else, there will be plenty of changes to deal with at the amusement park. Because of coronavirus, most parks will have temperature checks at their gates and limit how many people are allowed in each day. Big theme park operators, including Disney and Six Flags, will require all guests to wear masks. Some parks have done trial runs with employees to figure out how to social distance on rides and cut down on long lines disney's florida parks will open july 7th but without parades fireworks and character greetings disneyland in california is set to reopen its gate on july 17th john Saucier, fox news
0: we'll get up into the lower 90s today in acadiana the full forecast is coming up from the ktc storm team 3 weather lab but first a way to go on a foreign adventure without leaving your home fox's linda bell is giving you the business
11: Giving you the business, I'm Linda Bell with the Fox Business Network. Traveling abroad is next to impossible in this age of coronavirus. If visiting the Holy Land is on your bucket list, Russell Robinson, CEO of the nonprofit Jewish National Fund, has the answer. Let's put together a trip to Israel, a virtual mission, a virtual trip to Israel. Robinson says for $50, you can have a five-day virtual experience via Zoom, complete with a certified tour guide.
10: And they're so great at what they do that they're able to uh, make you feel...
11: After a couple minutes, you're really walking down the streets of Jerusalem. Local tour guides not only take you to the old city of Jerusalem, but also iconic places like the Dead Sea. By the way, this is a great way to give guides you know, who are not earning anything in Israel money. Robinson says the response to the tour has been positive. He's received calls from colleagues in Australia, Mexico, Canada, and South Africa interested in providing similar services of their own. Giving you the business I'm Linda Bell, Fox News.
3: Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPEL, depend on it. It's the bottom of the hour. Now, the top stories from KPEL96.5.com.
0: Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed a tort reform bill on Friday in an announcement from his office. It said, in part, that the argument wasn't made. Also, neither a compromise nor a mandate to decrease auto insurance rates in Louisiana. Republicans in the House have the votes to override the governor's veto, but in recent weeks, state GOP leadership said they're cautious if they would actually use the power for this bill. Louisiana leads the nation in car insurance premiums. Some estimates put the average cost of auto insurance in the state 55% higher than the rest of the nation. A Russian court is sentencing an American to 16 years in prison for espionage. The verdict and sentence came down today in a Moscow court. Paul Whelan has been in custody since 2018 when he was arrested at his hotel. Prosecutors said the former U.S. Marine had been given a USB drive with classified information on it. Whelan maintained throughout the trial that he was framed. The month of May is going down as the warmest for any May in over 140 years worldwide. Data from NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies shows the global temperatures last month were 1.02 degrees Celsius above the 1951 to 1980 average, as well as being the warmest May since 1880. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, better known as NOAA and Berkeley Earth, are in close agreement, having posted similar figures for May. Major League Baseball players rejecting the latest proposal from the league to start the 2020 season and will not make a counteroffer. The league's owners had offered a 72-game schedule with players receiving 80% of their pay. Well, they didn't agree to that. They said they just want to inform the players when to report. They said it's unfair to leave players and fans hanging at this point and an answer they demanded for today. And some Confederate monuments. You know, there are calls to replace them all in Louisiana. Well, one group is doing something, Byrne. Hmm. Pretty unique. They would like them all to be replaced with statues of Britney Spears. Pop star who has had a years long residency in Vegas. I do love her. Is from Kentwood, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And this group says because she donated millions. Which is awesome. To Hurricane Katrina and Rita Mm -hmm, efforts. mm -hmm. It is awesome. That's awesome. 15 years ago. Um, That's why she should be the new figure on top of these pedestals interesting you know there's something about people that we know like it's one thing to have like a winston churchill statue you right. know or like okay. a george washington statue because you know we basically the majority of people know george washington from the picture that's on money mm-hmm. okay like mm-hmm. that's the that's it okay when you do statues of actual people they almost never look like them. Yeah, that's remember true, the Lucille it? ball and the like small remember? town in upstate New York where <laughs> she's from. And it was scary. OK, it was scary. Uh, so yeah, anyway, that first version was awful. We'll see what happens there. Hmm. 834 now at Newstalk 96. Five K coming in up to coming up an update from Lafayette General Health about a uh, spike that we are seeing in COVID-19 numbers. What is the facility and what is the system doing to prepare And any changes we need to know about, we're going to talk to Patricia Thompson from Lafayette General Health coming up.
9: Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana starting to get into the dog days of summer now. Temperatures going to be sitting in the lower 90s. A 10% chance for an isolated shower popping up a little later on this afternoon. Most of us going to be staying dry, though. Lows get down into the low to mid-70s across Acadiana. And then we're going to get ready to do it all over again. In fact, not a whole lot of change in your forecast through the rest of the week. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. And every day will bring that slight chance for an isolated shower. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm ATC meteorologist
3: Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPL. News Talk 96.5,
0: KPL. Right now, traffic. And looking outside right now, looks like that stalled vehicle has been cleared off of I 10. No other issues to report at this time. Your traffic is brought to you by Overhead Door of Lafayette. They're going to work for you. Trust no one else over your head. You want to have the best. Overhead Door of Lafayette.
3: Topic train is running right on time. Nope. Driven by Bruce Art Poche, LLP, certified public
0: accountants. Hey, you know, you have some extra time uh, to file your taxes, but it's not forever. OK, OK, we are now about tomorrow. It's oh, no, today, one month away, July 15th. Wow. Yeah, it is. is oh, my goodness.
12: Deadline. OK, so it is faster than we
0: thought. Yes. OK. All right. So the quarantine has affected us all last month. A 71 year old guy in Kansas, mm-hmm. he robbed a bank. You want to know what his defense was?
12: uh what what was
0: it he said going to prison would be better than living in his house with his wife every single day (laughs) it backfired big time because federal judge sentenced him this week to six months of house arrest Uh uh-oh how about that oopsie a 70 year old guy in seattle who survived coronavirus 62 days in the hospital just got a hospital bill Uh uh-huh i know how much it was tell me $1.1 $1.1 $1. $1 million. Cool. Oh my he does goodness. have insurance, so he may not have to pay some or even all of it, but still. Uh, that's a big bill. Yes. $1.1 $1. $1 I mean, Gosh. whenever you actually see the itemized thing, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. we know how things go. Um, well, it's not inexpensive. I mean, it's hugely expensive.
12: That's just the way it works. It happens.
0: Yeah. Um, bullfighters in Spain looking for bailouts after all the flights have been canceled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Bulls who were said to be involved in this yeah. bullfighting. Yes, yes. They were all sent to the slaughterhouse. They can only be oh. used for a certain period of time, and the bullfighters are not happy. Oops. And finally, last Tuesday, a guy near Gainesville, Florida. Are we surprised? Called the cops. I love to make that joke, by the way, because, you know, our good friend, Mike Grimsley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also from Florida. <laughs> he called the cops and asked if they'd test some drugs he bought just to make sure it was actually meth that he bought. They told him, come on, bring it down to the station. Turns yeah. out it was meth, and oh. they didn't even have to put him in a police car because he was standing right there in the lobby. Well, there you go. Put handcuffs on him, and there you go.
12: That's that's an interesting plan, how that stuff works.
0: Coming up on the show, Patricia Thompson on how Lafayette General Health is preparing for what some say is going to be the eventual second wave. and What are they doing Oof. now? We're going to talk to her next. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette.
6: Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Judging merely my credentials, a lot of people would say that Elizabeth Bartholet is at the pinnacle. She's a law professor at Harvard. She's a faculty director of Harvard's Child Advocacy Program. Professor Bartholet decided to weigh in on the coronavirus in an article for Harvard magazine. She's worried about children being homescrueled by their parents and forced to be in lockdown with their parents all day, every day. Professor Barthollet says the question is whether parents should have all of that access, all of that authoritarian control over their children. The professor says that in her view, that kind of control is dangerous. It's dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless. It's dangerous to give those powerful people, the parents, total authority over the powerless people, their crumb crunchers. So you parents out there, you're much too dangerous for your own children to be left with you during this crisis, because your dictator-like attitudes, you get too much power, too much unchallenged authority over your poor, powerless kids, makes you dangerous. More dangerous than the coronavirus or any other virus. This anti-parent drivel was not written for The Onion or some satirical publication. It's in Harvard Magazine. So what's more dangerous for America, the coronavirus, with parents staying at home with their kids or in esteemed credentialed Harvard professor and child ad but this is incredible CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to levelselectcbd.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's levelselectcbd.com, promo code CBD25 or dial pound 250 on your cell phone, say Level Select and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the
4: option to receive a one-time auto dial text message from Level
6: Select.
12: Go for it. Oh, here, here, go jump in the pool. Burn well, the, jump. the song is Pretty Woman, and she is. Patricia Thompson, good morning. Good morning.
5: How are you, madame? I'm wonderful. Um, um, it's just like the last Bernadette Lee and Robert Patrick show in the morning that I get be part of. <laughs> well, we've had
0: some negotiations. Um, yeah,
12: we've been negotiating over pasta I'm because I'm really.
0: Yes, this was it was a very quick kind of change. And so we were still trying to work out some things. And this morning. I told her when it's McRib season again, if I get her one a week, would she consider staying (laughs) on with me for like a couple hours of the show? And she said she's considering it. So I'm waiting for her people to get back.
5: I mean, that's a pretty good
2: deal. That's what I'm saying. Well,
12: you know, my people are the chief and the two dogs. mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, knowing how big they are on the McRibs, I'm thinking I'm going to get several paws and a thumbs up. All right, good.
0: Yeah. Well, Patricia, sure. we appreciate uh, <laughs> we called you yesterday. I know you're kind of coming off some time off and I'm glad you're finally able to get some of that because it's been a crazy yeah. three months um, at Lafayette General. You guys have, you know, been right there at the forefront working with Lafayette consolidated government, working with other hospital systems. Um, you know, in the early days where you kind of had a response and then you had a big testing effort and now, you know, it's it's sort of a wait and see. We have those seen in the last couple of days, a little bit of an uptick so I was just if there's kind of an update you can provide what you guys are seeing what sort of cases are coming into the hospital and um and are we prepared here in our community
5: Sure thanks for having me on Rob So you know we have seen a slight uptick in cases but we've always we've we've also had um, a pretty significant increase in testing Um, since about mid um, late may actually we started doing testing in st martin parish and in our first 15 days we've completed nearly a thousand tests about 965 tests Um, we have 250 pending and i got some numbers this morning that we've seen about 15 positives um, in that first 15 days and that's, that's quite a few tests so while we have seen an increase in tests in positives we've also seen an increase in testing so just want to it's important just to mention that as well Um, so we've also seen a slight uptick in hospitalizations but of course we're we're very well positioned to take care of our patients and continue to staff um, those surge icu beds we had closed our fifth floor covid unit a few weeks ago um because we only had a few COVID positive patients on the fourth floor. But last week we actually reopened that unit mm-hmm. because of the uptick we were seeing. Uh we were holding steady at about twenty inpatient system wide that were COVID positive and this morning's numbers show we're at about twenty five. So while it's not a significant increase, it is an increase and we know that um, we know how quickly the virus can spread as we've learned in the last few months. So it's just really important that now people don't start putting their guard down. You know, um, the weather's nice, people are getting out, I'm getting out, but we all need to be mindful uh, that the virus is still very present and we should still exercise social distancing as much as we can. And Of course, the good hand-washing habits. And please wear a mask when you go out. You know, um, I was at Lowe's this weekend and you see all the employees there wearing masks. And it's about a 50-50 shot of a shopper wearing one. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's really respectful of the workers who have to be there, of others that are around us. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of asymptomatic spread. Um, you know, there was a little controversy about that early on, but we're, we're seeing it, you know, cause we're, we're testing patients before they have surgery. And we're seeing people that have no symptoms that are testing positive for surgery. I'm, I'm sorry, testing positive awesome. for COVID and we're having to, to delay that surgery. And these are folks that were, you know, completely asymptomatic. Uh, which isn't to say they didn't have symptoms a few days later, but we do know that the virus can spread before any symptoms are apparent. So it's just very important for everyone to uh, remain mindful of the virus still around us. And um, you know, the numbers not only here, but I believe in 20 other states, you were seeing pretty steady increases and we just don't want to get back to where we were a few months ago. So we did
0: get a question in, um, it is from a lady who listens, her name is Virginia. Her husband last week tested positive. She has no symptoms. And she asked, she heard that we were going to be talking to you. And she the question she has, is there anywhere that she can go? Like she has no symptoms right now. But she wants to know if she is a positive so she can tell people who she was with. What advice would you give to someone like that? Because we do know there has been, obviously because of the scarcity of tests, there have been you know, requirements to get a test. And a lot of times it does involve those respiratory symptoms?
5: So, so what we're seeing now, you know, early on whenever there were screenings in advance of testing, a lot of that had to do with availability of testing, availability of tests rather. And so much of that has changed now with so many more, um, companies coming on board with testing and having these rapid tests by more reputable companies and being able to get results faster, not just relying on a state lab, but having private labs that can um, give you results much more quickly. So that's just kind of setting the stage for my next point is to say most places are not requiring screening anymore. If you want to have a test, you can get a test. So for Lafayette General, we're actually at the Orneville Civic Center this week um through thursday where we'll be conducting tests and i'm sorry through wednesday we'll end them on wednesday the 17th and then on thursday we're going to start off in catahoula for a week so we've been doing that now for the last few weeks where it's just it's a drive-through test anyone can be tested um you know as as young or, or um, we're just asking that there's no more than four people per vehicle because that makes it a little a little difficult not to have to climb over people whenever yeah. you're trying to reduce the amount of uh, of touch and contact. So if this person that thinks they may have been exposed and they're living with someone who's COVID positive, um, you know, we have seen it. I can just speak anecdotally. I have a friend whose mom had it. Her brother had zero symptoms, was curious, tested positive. We're seeing other wow. people who never had a COVID test. but went ahead and had the antibody test and it was made available and tested positive for the antibodies. So it, it, it's really an interesting virus that hits people in so many different ways. Um, it's certainly not, um, we don't want people to think it's a death sentence, right, for mm-hmm. people that, anyone that gets it. But um, there are certainly some who uh, respond very, very differently that we've seen over the last few months. It's, it's, um, it's very, very different. And, if the, the symptoms present differently in, in many people.
0: So Arneville Community Center. Can we find more information on that somewhere online?
5: Sure. It's the Arneville Civic Center, Excuse and you. I can give you that address. It's Go ahead. It's two, 271 Guedro Street in Arneville. I mean, and there from eight
0: to four. named Guedro Street in Arneville. I feel like every person right? I know from there is a Guidros. Anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. so what are the hours? Eight to four. Eight to four. Okay. Well, um... It sounds like you guys are at least ready. You didn't dismantle anything you had, even though that COVID unit, like you said, on the fifth floor at the main campus was closed. It has been reopened again. And um, I'm sure your message is really just to have the, the public be cooperative and maybe take those extra steps of washing hands and, and masking up. We appreciate your time
5: That's today. That's right. Please remain vigilant. Thank you, Rob. All Thank right. you, Bernie. You let, let's
0: not, as I've seen some people say on Facebook, let's not let COVID come back just because we got a little mm-hmm. bit bored with it. Right. You know, I mean well, right. we're fatigued,
12: yes. all of us too. You yes. know? But we have to recognize that and keep washing our hands and, you know, doing whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. you know. Like I have a situation where <sighs> I gotta wash my hands. Yep. I gotta use yep. hand sanitizer constantly. I have to worry about it more, maybe, than just, you know, an an ever every average day person. Mm-hmm. But so it's still a good idea, even it's if you're a person. It's just a, a good idea person. in general. Yeah. yeah. For
0: sure. um, so, yeah, if you had that question too, and I know it's come up a lot, um, when we did have the scarcity of tests, you did have to meet a lot of criteria just to get a test. But Arnaville Civic Center, 8 to 4 today, is your spot. We'll get that information for you up at kpal965.com. Our thanks again to Patricia Thompson, who uh, joined us uh, from Lafayette General Health to give us an update on that. 849 now at News 965 KPL. We're back with more Acadiana's morning news. After- um.
3: The Pel News App. It's brought to you by Acadiana's Restaurant Supply, helping serve breakfast across South Louisiana. You're listening to Acadiana's
0: Morning News. Taking a look at news around the state, Governor John Bel Edwards vetoed a tort reform bill that was widely supported by legislators. Now they were hoping to lower car insurance premiums in the state. A Friday statement on the governor's veto of SB 418 said in part, it is neither a compromise nor a mandate to decrease auto insurance rates in Louisiana. Republicans in the House have the votes to override the governor's veto, but in recent weeks, the GOP leadership has been cautious to say if they would use that power for this particular bill. Now, Louisiana leads the nation in car insurance premiums. Some estimates put the average cost of automobile insurance in the state 55% higher than the rest of the nation. Also signed into law by the governor a bill that would make way for Louisiana to adopt daylight savings time as its standard time. The bill had bipartisan support in the legislature with many arguments centered on the longer days of sunlight and the effect on everyone personally and in business. The change will not go into effect until a federal law can be changed by Congress. Currently, Arizona and Hawaii are the only two states that don't spring forward or fall back. They opt to keep standard time year-round. Four children and two adults are dead following a murder-suicide at the Parkview Apartments in Monroe. Interim Police Chief Reggie Brown identified the shooter as 30-year-old Brittany Tucker. Tucker's four children were killed, ages ranging from 6 months old to 12 years old. Brown says it appears Tucker has struggled with mental illness for several years.
2: That is what we've been able to understand has led
0: to her actions. Brown says the second adult victim, 20-year-old Antisha Logwood, was shot in the parking lot outside of Tucker's apartment before Tucker took the lives of her four children and then her own. A long-standing Mardi Gras tradition is being canceled in 2021 due to COVID-19. Senior Lieutenant with the Mystic Crew of Louisianians Tyron Picard says the Washington, D.C. Mardi Gras will not be taking place next January. The event has only been canceled three other times in its 76-year history. I'm
12: Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 k Call.
3: Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square media station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm
12: Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on
0: air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, ernie has got the information you need to know. Your radio
3: home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5 k
8: I'm Elizabeth MacDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks are losing ground today, impacted by concerns that new outbreaks of the coronavirus could hold back the global economic recovery. Canadian movie theater chain Cineplex is suing Cineworld, the owner of the Regal chain, over their canceled merger. Cineplex is seeking damages. Delta Airlines has received approval from the Shanghai government to resume flights starting on Thursday. Delta also has asked for permission to operate two weekly flights from Seattle to Shanghai with a stopover in Seoul. Eli Lilly is testing a medication for rheumatoid arthritis to see if it can be used as a treatment for the coronavirus. Burger King is launching the impossible croissant sandwich. It says it's the first nationwide restaurant chain to bring a plant-based patty to a breakfast sandwich. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. invested in you.
2: You're more focused than ever on keeping your employees and customers safe. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. Our Cintas technicians can apply our disinfectant and sanitizer spray throughout your facility. Our Ultra Clean service for restrooms uses a sanitizer effective against certain germs, bacteria, and viruses. And we'll help you stay well-stocked with hand sanitizer, face masks, and essential PPE. Visit CentOS.com and get ready for. Get the free KPL News app
3: in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL,
4: Brobridge, Lafayette. Police officer was fired. Will he be charged? I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News, the district attorney in Atlanta, says he'll decide later this week. Still gathering evidence in Friday's shooting death of a black man who resisted arrest. The autopsy called it homicide. Richard Brooks had two gunshot wounds to the back that caused organ failure due to blood loss. Police say during his scuffle with police, Brooks grabbed an officer's taser and pointed it at the officer during a brief foot chase that ensued, and that is when the officer shot him. Fox's Jonathan Sari near where it happened outside of Wendy's that angry protest. Protesters burned down. Calls are getting louder for police reform that started with George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. An officer there is charged with murder. Three others charged with aiding and abetting, and even more are leaving the force. Fox's Jeff Manasso
6: explains live. Dave, over a dozen Minneapolis police officers have reportedly quit or are in the process of leaving, citing a lack of support from department and city leaders, including Democratic Mayor Jacob Fry, who allowed the city's third precinct to burn during rioting there, in which. Many officers have also been hurt. A police spokesman is downplaying the departures as not problematic. Though this, after the city council on Friday, Dave, voted to move ahead with dismantling its force.
4: Jeff, the Supreme Court has just declined to take up a case involving immunity for law enforcement sued for excessive force. The justices also denied hearing new cases on gun control laws in sanctuary states. An American got 16 years in a Russian prison today. Paul Whelan convicted, then sentenced for spying. U.S. Ambassador John Sullivan said right after. I'm disappointed, crestfallen, uh, outraged at what I've just heard. Whelan claims he was set up. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says it was a secret trial, unfair, demanding Whelan be released. On Wall Street, there's a sell-off to start the week. The Dow is falling right now more than 500 points. America's listening to Fox News.
13: Paid for by Lou's Debts. Attention, this is a very important message to anyone with debt exceeding $10,000. With the worldwide stock markets free-falling, coronavirus being labeled a global pandemic, cities and whole countries in quarantine, and layoffs picking up speed, the last thing you need to worry about is your credit card bills. Due to the recent global events, a special debt relief helpline has been created for anyone with over $10,000 in debt, but you must call us at 800-805-7728. As banks shore up capital bracing for a recession, they are willing to settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe, making it a perfect time to eliminate your debt and save your money during these tough economic times. There are no upfront fees, and we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. But you must call us at 800-805-7728. This opportunity won't last long, so call us today at 800-805-7728. you have enough to worry about. Settle your debt and remove that unneeded stress. 800-805-7728. That's 800-805-7728.
0: The forecast is well, looking
13: pretty status quo across the Acadiana
9: here Fox's for this Lillian week. It's starting it to get into the, in the middle of summertime now. Dog days of summer are right around the morning 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 corner, and forecast is starting to act accordingly. It's starting to slow down just a little bit. We'll see those highs. Sitting in the, in the Street, lower 90s, basically through the remainder of the week, we're up to about 92 degrees today. Heat index, everybody, a little bit warmer than that. to be hot and humid, a 10% chance for a quick passing shower later this afternoon. Nothing that's going to be lasting too long, though. overnight lows get down in the Low to mid 70s does stay warm and sticky overnight tonight, and then, then basically going to do it over again here for the eight. next couple of days. Wednesday, going to be the from east east and east to east of about the east northeast at about five miles an hour, and eventually the southerly winds by the end of the war. The, the, end end the week.
5: temperatures for the west part of the world will be in the low 90s here for the next couple of days. From the Storm Team
10: 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC, and we're on the rest of the